0: Why not work to to insert yourself into those dreams?
1: I feel like it would be like inciting myself into an expectation, though. Where's the Northern star
0: The heart I found yesterday, yesterday. Goes, the only one I know.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Time Trender. I am joined today by my friend Joshua Filkov. Hello, Joshua.
0: Hello. Thanks so much for having me. This is exciting.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. I. <laughs> As I mentioned previously in our pre-recording conversation, I, I have a new plant. Um, his name is Gerald. I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's and nice to have given a him cactus a name. named Thomas, um, which was also the name of the cactus that I somehow managed to kill a while ago. So um, it's he's Thomas. Thomas revived.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know. Um, you would have noticed at the beginning of my podcast episodes and at the end, I featured a song, a very, very beautiful song, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I was thinking for quite some time about the music I wanted to incorporate into my podcast episodes. And then I came across Joshua's song, well, I came across Joshua's album, um, which she shared with me a while ago. Um, and then I came onto the song and I just thought it would be such a great fit. Um it was just something that was it was so calm. Like when I listened to it, it was like really calm, it was really beautiful, it was really soulful. Um, in places it was really cheeky, but then there was like an element of like sadness and like sort of wondering, and then like there were parts where I felt really hopeful. It was just like a a really merry mixture of all of those emotions. <laughs> um is that something that you intended on creating with the song or, I mean, that was my reading of the song,
0: but... Yeah, I never, I never, I don't think I've ever had my music described as cheeky, but I'm kind of excited about it. I, I'm not even really sure, and now I kind of want to know, like, what parts were cheeky. (laughs) Uh, But, so that whole album for me was, uh, it was, it was kind of a weird, it was a weird place. I... I had been playing for the dance community for a while, and it dawned on me that a lot of the way that I explored music and a lot of the ways that I grew were, were guided by, by what dancers wanted or needed. And, and in some ways that led me to some really cool places. I think it led me to, to, to exploring music that I otherwise may not have explored. And also, I think it may, I think I became a little bit too focused on, on pleasing that audience. And because of that focus, I didn't really give myself a lot of space to work on things that, that were just exciting to me. You know, it's, it's kind of, sometimes people talk about how they have multiple personalities in different places. And sometimes they have so many personalities, they don't even know which one is the real you. And I think that this was kind of what that felt like. And so, so the the whole impetus for this album for me was, was I just want to sit in front of a piano and kind of poke and play and see what comes out.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I totally get you when you say that. I feel like sometimes we're sort of, hidden behind certain perceptions of us created by others um that we are lost in it and it takes some time to kind of step out of that and find out where we actually stand on our own um, and you're talking about how you're able to do that musically which is i mean it's an amazing platform to be able to do that um, and yeah, I, I certainly hear that anyway. When I when I heard you the first time, I think it was in it was in Barcelona, wasn't it? That's where I met you first. I think so, yeah. 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 And when I first heard you sing live, it was just I know you were singing for an audience and we were dancing to your music, but it also felt like I was hearing like you, like I was really hearing you, like I was hearing an individual and you know this was, you know, your interpretation of that particular song that you were singing um and that i guess that that does take some time to get there right it does i mean i guess it's an ongoing process really right
0: which part of
1: of sort of finding yourself in your music um
0: that's interesting i don't know i it feels to me like it's one of those things that's fairly natural, but then we just layer on top lots of, um, you know, concerns and fears and what have you, and then, and then, so really all we're doing is we're getting back to what's natural by digging ourselves out from under that stuff, uh, and so yeah, I guess it's 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 difficult and it's a time-consuming process, and I think to get there, it takes a lot of a lot of introspection and work um, on yourself. I think it's funny. I, I, I feel like I've encountered musicians that I think are really great songwriters where, where I don't get the sense that they've done that work. Uh, and, and so I, I guess I can only speak from my experience, you know, that for me, for me, it having done that work and having really, really connected better with myself. Uh, I feel like I got a better sense of, of, I think I, I became a better musician, I think I became a better songwriter. And, and I think part and parcel of that is just more authentic in both of those things.
1: What is what, what do you feel like is your sort of process when you come to sort of writing songs? for example, we haven't got to the sort of creating music part yet. But when it comes to writing your songs, like, where does the inspiration begin? Do you feel?
0: So for me, usually it starts off with a musical focus. I don't really have a plan for the song. I don't have a, I don't have lyrics in mind. Occasionally, I'll have a line that comes up where i just think to myself oh yeah i really want that to be part of a song somewhere but usually so so a lot of the songs on this album the way it worked is i just sat down at the piano and i just really poked and played around a little bit you know i was really trying to 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 push beyond some of the boundaries that i'd created for myself in terms of the way that i heard music and the way that I made it. And so I would, you know, I've just literally let my fingers move around on the keys and see if anything cool came out and then isolate those parts and then build around them. And yeah, I think I think it's one of the things that I, I've come to really understand in part because of that process, and I think particularly with lyric writing, is is how Useful constraints are in the creative process, and where where we often think it's the opposite. You know, I can't be constrained and be creative. But I think that those constraints are actually it's it's a, for me. I, I like solving problems, and so if you put a if you give me a lot of constraints, and it's kind of exciting because now I have to I have to find a compelling song within these constraints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back to what I was saying, I think just poking around the piano and you find, you find maybe a few chords where, where you think, oh, this sounds cool. And then then you put yourself in the position, like now you have this constraint. Now you have these few chords and you have to figure out, oh, now I have to build a song around this, you know?
1: Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about constraints because um, I feel that I felt that when I even started the podcast, um, I felt like I had to um, I don't know like the way I recorded something I had to sort of fit this sort of expectation or I had to fit this box because like, I've listened to so many now and I know that everybody has a different way of recording um, and I don't know I felt like you know, listeners would want to listen to something like this if I said it like this um, mm. but the more I thought about that the less I felt like i was speaking from my heart and the less I felt like I was speaking my truth. So um, yeah, constraints are are a little stressful actually <laughs> because they actually sort of, um, yeah, I feel like they stop you from really exploring um, like the moment where you are and like what you want to get out, It's it's not that simple. Um, it no longer becomes simple I think it becomes like really complicated Um, and it just doesn't run seamlessly Um, but when I didn't think about all of that stuff and I just threw it out the window I just I started to say things that I didn't even know I was thinking about at the time but it was it was all there Um, and I started to kind of I don't know connect with that more and sort of do my part to sort of be more in tune with that And as soon as I kind of like stuck to that sort of trajectory, I found that there was a lot more to explore and I underestimated that. And before I knew it, I was just talking about something I didn't even know that I had, so to say expertise on, but I didn't even know that I sort of had that experience until I started talking about it. So it's, yeah, constraints are restricting. What do you think?
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I, it's, it's cool to hear you talk about that. And I think, I think hearing you say that, it, it clarifies something for me. There are, there are self-imposed constraints and there are constraints that are imposed upon you by the world or your fears or what have you, right? And so, so I think in my world, I want, I want complete, I don't, I don't want to be constrained by fears in any way, ideally. Uh, but I do still find in the creative process, uh, that that constraints help me to like, for instance, lyrics, I think are a great example. Uh, some of, some of my favorite, some of my favorite lyrics that I've written have been written because I kind of wrote myself into a box. I, I wrote a line that I really loved. And now I'm like, I gotta, I've got to rhyme with this line and, and and I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of an engineer persona it, it, people, a lot of people know me as a musician, but I went to school for engineering. Um, I love,
1: <laughs>
0: I love, I love organizing things. Uh, and so, and I love concise and clear communication. So I, I really lyrics don't generally work super well for me. Cause I just kind of want to say like, so like, here's the way the world works, two sentences, you're done, you know? And uh, and so I've really had to push myself to to speak in metaphor and story and so on. But anyways, coming coming back to that, like like having having written this line that I like, oh, I really love this line, and also thinking I really so I love this line, I've got to keep it. And then sometimes because I have to keep that line, I've been able to come up with like metaphors that I just probably wouldn't have. Considered before because I have to like you know it rhymes with tree. How the heck am I going to make this tree related? I don't know. Um, but 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 thinking about this in relationship to your life, I, I think prior to us recording, I I'm thinking about how you said you decided to choose to choose podcasts instead of writing, which generally would have been your preference. And yeah. for me, that's a constraint. Uh, it's a it's an intentional constraint that I think is allowing you to explore this thing in a very different way. Like you said, you know, exchange of stories rather than you would have as a writer.
1: Yeah, and I think it's not to say that I wouldn't have been able to, like, explore sort of, like, the interview structure if I sort of decided to kind of go ahead with writing a book, say, um, but I think podcasts, it just, it puts your voice out there, like, to listen to. And um, I just, I think it's just a great way to, as I said, to connect with people. Um, and as I said, sort of to reconnect with people you know, to connect with new people. And to continue doing that, um, it really does sort of broaden your circle. And its it's a knowledge-sharing experience, I think, for me, like initially it was about sort of expanding my knowledge and expanding the conversation around mental health. That's yeah. something that was very important to me, but it's definitely not a constraint. I think that that's just one topic that now I want to explore. I, I do want to shed light on lots of other topics, um, cool. lots that I'm unaware of that I haven't really delved into. Um, and the way to do that is to speak to people and, um, because they'll have a perspective that you might not necessarily have or even agree with but you know you can kind of line that with what you think and you might find that you see the world in a completely different way after speaking speaking to that person so it just it helps you sort of like recalibrate your thoughts and um yeah, just sort of like reflect on everything that you have thought about a certain topic. Um, and you never know, you might find solutions along the way to, to helping out with a particular cause um, because you've dared to have a conversation about it.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that the different perspectives on things, I mean, that is opening yourself to, to understanding to trying to understand different perspectives on things i think is the way that we we gift ourselves the most growth
1: yeah totally agree yeah absolutely in it i think i don't know for me the platform was like it was a way for me to just be vulnerable as well in in lots of different ways um, and it's, it's really putting yourself out there. Um, cause I think with writing, I think there are many constraints with writing. I think that, you know, I, I have a lot more time to think about what I want to write, you know, I mean, I, I can write something and it will flow well in one go perhaps, but then I, I'll go back to it and I'll edit it. But when I'm recording something, it's like, it's just one shot. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so it's like, I don't know. I just, it really does put me outside of my comfort zone, but I think that's, that's something that's really vital for growth as well, to step outside of your comfort zone, just to stay within your comfort level. You're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) You're not really going to move. And you won't be in a position to um, contribute. I don't think to the world in any way. I think it all happens via growth in some form. Um, So yeah, if I, if I stood a chance of helping anybody, even in the smallest way, like I have to sort of do my part to like push myself a little bit. I don't know. How do you feel about that?
0: About uh, coming out of your comfort zone? Oh yes. I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's really important. I think that, yeah, you know, one, one of my core values is, is growing and learning and, and both for myself and for uh, growing, growing, growing the things that I, the things and the people that I interact with feel really important, like plants, even though I'm not necessarily great at it yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but yeah, I think that it's one of my core values and I, I think I think to to be good at it means being willing and able to be in an uncomfortable uncomfortable space yeah. uh, being willing and able to to hear criticism and create spaces for people to give it um, yeah. which I'm not perfect at by any means, but I, I really strive to be I strive to be good at it. Uh, I strive to be able to hear to really truly hear other people's perspectives and to uh, to evaluate them you know with curiosity yeah yeah uh, yeah so no I, I I agree completely that that kind of that kind of it's 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 nice I think if you can get to a place where and, and sometimes I have this reaction where 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 I'm part I'm part of frustrated at the discomfort but also like thinking this is kind of exciting this means you're gonna grow.
1: <laughs> it's like yeah I get that feeling as well it's like um you kind of I don't know I'm the type of person who sort of like envisions sort of like my dream happening in front of me I'm not in it I'm outside of it And I kind of envision it happening and I'm like, oh, it's going to go like this, you know, it's going to be great. But I'm not in it because I haven't started it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more about this. I'm I'm a little confused.
1: I do it all the time. Like, and this is I think this is something that is kind of like a byproduct, I think, of just having spent so long feeling fearful. You know, just I just didn't want to take that leap or there was something restricting me from taking that leap forward. So I would often do this. I would think, oh, I'm gonna like write a book. And I would I would kind of envision it happening in front of my eyes and be like, oh look, this is me. Like I've written a book, like I spent ages on it, you know, it's out on the market. Yay. (laughs) But I'm not there. I'm (laughs) I'm not in it. And for me, this is this is one of the things that I wanted to achieve with the podcast is that I didn't envision anything. I just, I was like, this is something I want to do. I'm going to actually do this and see where it goes. Like (laughs) I don't want to picture anything. (laughs) Um, And I think, yeah, I think that's, that's something that um, you end up sort of um, living a life without living it, you know, it's like, you just kind of surrender to this sort of imagination or this Mm. sort of imagined life. where you're sort of I don't know achieving so much and you know you're this sort of certain type of person that you you thought that you could be or you think that you can be but you're you're not actually being that person because you're not living that life you're imagining it so it's do do
0: you see value in
1: in those dreams um I think I think it's nice to be able to dream about those things because it sort of, in some ways it reinforces in a way like who I am. Like I do want to, for example, I do want to be someone that people can depend on. I do want to be someone that um, can contribute to the world in in some way. Um, And, you know, you do have, you do, you do want to move forward. But I think that sometimes I don't know you spend a lot of time thinking about how something might work out for you Mm that you're actually disconnected with that completely and you're distancing yourself from it even more because Mm -hmm. you're not actually putting anything into it you're just thinking about it Um, and it just wasn't coming into fruition and for me a lot of that came from letting go of some of those sort of for me that was a constraint if that makes sense um it stopped me from taking any kind of leap forward because in some way I felt like I'd already done it because I had imagined it that far
0: oh interesting
1: you know um and so when I want something to go well now I'm just like like I suddenly thought of this idea and I was like you know what before I have the chance to dream about how this I could actually turn how much I couldn't kind of do it. <laughs> and have you ever
0: uh, why not why not work to to insert yourself into those dreams
1: um I feel like it would be like inciting myself into an expectation though you know I feel like um uh, knowingly or unknowingly I've sort of that imagination has sort of been fed with a lot of expectations from me I'm Mm -hmm. like oh this is now this version of me that I've imposed on myself like you were talking about before Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not actually me and I think by doing that I I don't know I don't think I know myself through that process and it's only by doing things by making mistakes because in reality it's not like that I think that's actually closer to this sort of perfect version of me which doesn't exist at all like this is this, something that I touched on with my cousin in the previous episode um you know it's I think she said something really um really beautiful she said you know we're all imperfectly or we're perfectly imperfect sorry um and that's so true and I think you know, we all, well it's for me anyway, I feel like now I've reached a point where I'm comfortable to fall flat on my ass, flat on my face. And I'm okay with that. Like, (laughs) you know, if I make a mistake and I fall flat on my face, it's fine. Cause you know, you just pick yourself up, you try something else and you never know, you might not fall flat on your face next time. Um, I think each time that happens, it only makes you stronger. and you walk away with a lesson which you're not going to gain I feel like I did I I wouldn't gain from that from that sort of imagined world in a way um you just have to you just have to kind of pursue I think Hmm. I think there's a lot of value in pursuit
0: yeah I I hear that I I think I think my experience of of dreaming may be different. I I I really I I like I like trying to see into the future, um, and I like trying to plan a path for me that allows me to live the life that that I most want to live. Um, and I don't I don't think that I look at those. Uh, and, and I will say, I think one of the things I'm hearing in in the way you describe your dreams is that, that there are occasions where I I'm dreaming and then I catch myself, I catch myself creating that dream around things that I don't really want. Um, you know, like, like maybe I have a dream around about being really rich. I was like, I don't actually care about being really rich. Uh, I, I care about money to a degree, like because I want to live like a comfortable life, but but it's not important to me to have a lot, uh, an excess of it. Um, so sometimes I'll be dreaming, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and and I think about it, I'm like, oh, this is because you have some scarcity fear around money, or or I'm gonna do this, I'm like, oh, this is because you have like some scarcity fear around love, you know? It's like you. You, you are looking to, to, um, to, prove, to prove your worth to people through what, what, like, honestly, the album, when I first got into it, I think was, it was a very awkward transition because at the beginning of the album, I think it was very much a, I'm gonna prove myself with this album. And then through some of the introspection that I had done, uh, I, I realized that, like, I didn't need to. And, uh, and so I got to the end of the album and I was very excited about it. And I, I I do love to listen to it, but I kind of lost the desire to, to just make sure everybody in the world listens to it. You know, I was like, Oh, I hope some people listen to this and moving on to the next thing. Um, you know, uh, but anyways, the, I do think that, I do think that for me, for dreams, I, I do, I do want to dream. I also want to inspect those dreams carefully for the things that, for, for, you know, for rotten elements, um, you know, things that I don't want to really guide myself by. And then, and then, you know, having done that work, ideally move myself in, in, move myself in that direction. And I think here's another really important part for me is that, Mm. Is is always being willing to pivot at any moment. You know, if something else great comes up, I'm like, well, yeah, that was a dream, but this is here now and that looks great. And you know, not just like moving on, not just turning at anything shiny, but but really, really seeing the opportunities that arise and being willing to take advantage of them.
1: Yeah. And um, for me, this is this is this is where I see value. Um is I feel like when I'm sort of lost in that dream I I'm blind to those opportunities I I can't really when I reflect back on it I can't really there could there could have been so many opportunities that I missed because I was so busy thinking about what life could be like um Mm. and yeah I missed out on lots of opportunities. I missed out on what was actually in front of me a lot of the time Mm. um and that comes from um And just sort of going back to what my cousin said well a lot of what she said was very relevant actually um she said that it kind of all starts with awareness um and there's a lot of value in that like really having awareness um and i think when i think about what i used to do sort of envisioning a sort of a picture for myself it was almost like um I was doing it to escape where I was currently at in life, um, mm. which at the time wasn't a good place. Um, but once you kind of like lose awareness of that, it's like, you, what are we going to do about that? Right? It's like, it's, it's got a register with you at the time. It's like, okay, you're not in a good place right now. Where do we go from here? You know, you kind of have to have that internal conversation. Um, and it's not until i reached that point that things started to change. I feel for me, right. um, it's accepting that, okay, this hasn't gone right in life. Okay. I'm not in a good place. Okay. You know, it's, things aren't perfect. And you know? so
0: if I'm hearing correctly, that, that your dreams that you were just, or actually connect that back to, to your dreams for me. You would
1: um I think that for me it's it's nice to be able to dream because you know for me I guess in some way that's kind of connected to hope and I think it's we all should feel hopeful to an extent. Um and I guess it does give us a bit of direction like okay it would be nice you know, it's like a nice taster, I don't know, this is what life could be like, and the fact that our minds could actually do that is, in some form, it's beautiful that we can actually do that. Um, It's just so long that as you don't, um, I don't know, that it it gets you to a point where you're escaping reality, Mm. you know, and it's not an excuse to sort of step out of where you're currently at. Mm. to step in a world where you're not actually going to be able to make an impact. Um, it's like making a mistake in like reality or like in this world is more powerful than me sort of I don't know, having having in some kind of accomplishment in this imagined world or in this dream. <laughs> sure. Does that make sense?
0: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> can can you imagine a way where where you can dream and still still be present in your your day-to-day life
1: yeah I mean I think we we're all guilty of doing that to an extent right it's like you're in the middle of work and you're like you know wanting to kind of you know meet this deadline and then your mind just wanders and you're like oh I want to be doing this or I want to be here in life and it's it does reflect sort of your deepest desires. Um, and then you just sort of like almost surrender to that. And you're like, oh wow, it would be really amazing if I could do X, Y and Z, if I could be, I don't know. Like for me, one of my dreams is like, like someone asked me one time, like, what do you, if you weren't like a research analyst, so if you weren't, you know, an editor, like what would you do? I said, I'd love to be a film director. Um, and like that's something that it would be amazing for me because it would involve my visions, or my dreams, actually translating out on a platform. Um, so it's I think that would be incredible. But um, I think I think it's nice. I think it's healthy to be able to dream about these things. I think um, there's definitely like beauty in that. Um, I don't ever want to be in a position where I can't do that Um, but I don't want to be in a position where I'm stuck at the same time. Uh, I don't want to kick myself if I ever reach that point again. Right. But I don't want me surrendering to an imagined concept of what my life would be like to restrict or prohibit me from actually following through and pursuing life as it is um i think finding that balance can be quite tricky (laughs) Um, yeah yeah
0: I, i hear what you're saying i think the 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 danger that i see in in dreaming is the potential and i think this is anything that can enter your mind is there's the opportunity to be fixated on it uh, and, and I think fixation, fixation is, is dangerous. Uh, it, it um, I, th- I think it, it's, yeah, it, fixation is, I think, what, what, and, and it may be fixation, not on a dream, but on like, I'm gonna have ice cream later today. And all you can think about is eating ice cream, and then you're eating ice cream, and you're thinking about the next time you're gonna eat ice cream, right? Like you can, you can, you can be fixated on anything. And that's going to take you away from your day to day, from from like being present in 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 the the life that you're living right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think what, the trap I've fallen into in the past is where I I dream about something and I envision something for myself, and I'm like, oh, this is incredible! Like it'll be great to be able to achieve this. And I think it's healthy to do that to an extent, but where I fall into the trap is where I've accepted that as my reality. And in reality, it's not aligned. The the imagined world and my reality are not in alignment. So that's where I've got sort of frustrated. I'm like, oh, why isn't it working out like this for me? Like, this is what, you know, it should be like. And then once I started to kind of like become more self-aware, I realized that that was an expectation I created or imposed upon myself. Mm. Um, and I needed to steer away from that. <laughs> um, because I, I needed to start sort of evaluating where I was in life and start taking small but steps forward um, to, to, to try and make that impact in, in my reality and not let the expectation um, hinder my progression in any way um and in life I think you know you kind of stay within your own circle but you forget there are other people <laughs> in your circle so what I was doing was affecting other people too um people I care about and you know I think when you reach a point where you start sort of tuning in to your own to your own truth and you become self-aware, it's like, I think it has a positive impact on not just you, but everyone around you as well. And they kind of like, they connect to that. You know, Um, they feed off that. You feed off positivity, they feed off that. Um, So,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I hear, I hear that, I think I, I, I think I hear you using the words dream and, and expectation synonymously. Is that, is that true?
1: Yeah, you guess, I guess it is. And I guess I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to dream, like, where, you know, I'm, I'm just doing it because, because, you know, this is just nice things to dream about, but it's not, sort of affecting what I'm doing day today. Like I don't I can't remember the last time I did that. Like maybe that's not a healthy thing, I don't know. But <laughs> I tend to kind of like get lost in them a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's one of the I mean I yeah, I feel I, I'm listening to your experience of this and and I think mine is different in that that I will have I will think these kind of big dreams but they won't. But I'm not really consumed by them. You know. And and I'll, re, I'll, I'll reflect back at them. I think one of the probably, as, as a software developer, one of the most useful skills I've ever learned, and this applies to software and to life, is the ability to take big things and, and make small things out of them. Um, you know, to like, a lot of small things add up to this big thing. And so, so a lot of times, if, if I'm dreaming and I think like that's a dream I actually want to pursue uh, I don't create any expectation for me that I'm going to become that person. I, I just create the expectation that I'm going to f- complete the first step you know um, And that feels good to me because I complete the fir- you know when I complete the first step uh, then then I think about it again and I'm like is this still the dream that I want to like be moving towards? okay, s- step two, you know. Um, I think that that is such an incredibly useful skill, and I've I've realized that it's. I, I, I mean, um, yeah, I feel very fortunate to have acquired it in in a you know in software, um, but but that that it's a tool that I can apply, really everywhere.
1: Uh, it's nice to have like a skill that that translates from one field to another. Um, that's really. Um... It's really beautiful that you're able to do that, actually. Um, and it's and I think it that's all that that's what it's really about. It's it's about like a series of small steps, um, to creating something big. I think where we kind of fall short a lot of the time is thinking that we can achieve it all in one big, just and, and it was just one step as well. It's like right. all in one go. It's like we can do it all. Right. Um, but we fail to see sometimes that just one small step towards um something that we want to accomplish is it goes a long way. That's where it all starts, right?
0: I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that I think that dreams provide the direction, but but hopefully again, you know, I think you brought up failure and being comfortable with failure. I think that's really important. But also, also just the recognition that you get to choose to whether or not that direction continues to be right for you on a moment to moment and day to day basis. And you know, at some point, like, if that doesn't feel right anymore, then you veer off in this direction. And now you have, you know, you've still traversed a lot of land, you have still learned a lot and you've grown. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out that you don't want to get to that place anymore. That's- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, but I guess like you can get quite creative in your dreams as well. And but that's like a really good thing for creative people, I guess. Like let's take you for example, who's you're a musician. It's amazing to be able to not have those sort of like coming back to what we talked about before, not having those constraints, but then just having that sort of freedom to explore so many different avenues of mm. of music, of sort of techniques. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what your process is like when you're sort of like sitting in front of the piano. But when I've heard you like play the piano, it's like you. Ha- I remember thinking like at the time like you just your hands just have a mind of their own. Like they just. <laughs> just move across the piano like I'm just doing my thing like <laughs> yeah. um and I guess you have to give yourself a lot of freedom to be able to do that um I don't know what are your thoughts
0: can you say more about that what what do you mean
1: um I think that like it's I guess because that's I know I've said like dreams are sort of an expectation for me But when you're actually dreaming, there aren't any. You don't actually restrict yourself in any way when you're dreaming. Like, you know, it's it's funny how that works out. Like, I think when it comes to the end and you're sort of like coming back to reality and you're kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't actually going to happen. That whole thing then becomes an expectation. But when you're actually envisioning in that process, there's nothing restricting you because everything is perfect you know everything can only go right. right it's just translating that attitude into reality it's like you know things can go right you know and just having that sort of positivity and and sort of moving forward with that kind of freedom like you know this can actually work out for you um and not and just completely sort of eradicating that sort of over consuming fear um which doesn't exist in sort of the dream sense. Um, I'm just saying that when you're um, sort of creating music, do you feel like you're in that frame of mind where like nothing can kind of get in my way? I'm in that kind of dream focus, if you like. Um, mm. Or do you feel fearful like, oh, this might not work out, or oh, I shouldn't do it like this? Or do you feel like fear seeps in every now and again? like? Oh, for
0: sure. I think more, more so in performing than in, than in creating. Right. Um, there's, I mean, in, in creating the biggest, the biggest obstacle for me is, is really just sustained focus, um, which I think I'm fairly good at, but it still can be, you know, I'll sit down at the piano and say like, Oh, I think I want to do this today. And then, you know, just, let myself be distracted by any number of things um but performing yeah i mean i mean remember the first time i ever performed as a pianist my hands were shaking so much that i couldn't even really play Um, i mostly just sang and let my rhythm section play behind me this is a long time ago but there are still there are still many moments where i where i am i am um yeah, where fear fear comes in, um, I think that there's there are moments of. Uh, yeah, I think I feel feel pressure to make sure that people have a good time. You know that that I am there to facilitate that, and I feel responsibility to it, both as you know I was hired to do this, and just as the person that I am. Um, you know, I want to come through for people. And so, so I, I think if I'm not too careful, I I put a lot of weight on myself, um, in as a performer, whereas the best performances are going to come out of, of, of feeling freedom, you know, and feeling connection, um, and anxiety, uh, is definitely a barrier to both of those things.
1: Fascinating. Oh, I can't, I can't wait for all of this, like the pandemic and COVID and everything to just blow over so that I can come and see you for some time, I can't wait. Um, I yes. think it's just been far too long. Um, I I know I really did enjoy uh, seeing, seeing you in Boston and for the first time. It was just, yeah, it was a whole other experience. <laughs> um, yeah yeah that was amazing i think i missed that about dance festivals just like listening to live music um that was a huge part of it um i always thought it was the dancing that i enjoyed the most but i mean what's that without the live music right that just it really did add to the whole experience that's really
0: that nice amazing. thank you and i i mean but dan dancing in and of itself is really quite wonderful and i miss dancing and i i i am excited to dance with you at some point in the future that would be quite enjoyable
1: yes i think i've forgotten what it feels like like that whole world is just i mean i haven't danced i don't think there's i mean i think a lot of us can agree i haven't danced in over a year and it's yeah i can't remember what that feels like
0: (laughs) you can still dance by yourself i highly recommend it yes
1: yes yeah, sometimes I do that. I I do that like, kind of like in between, sort of like during the week, like I'm like working and then I take like five minutes out. I'm like, I can't feel my legs because I've been sitting on this chair forever. I'm just going <laughs> right? to put some music on and just move around. <laughs> yeah, yeah you got to move in some way, right? I know, you know, it's not partner dancing, but it's still dancing. It's fine. <laughs> sure. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that was... I mean dancing is it was amazing like I I never thought I'd actually do it but then I kind of like sort of one of my, one of my friends you know sort of got me interested in it when I was at university and um, since then like we've carried on and then I found blues and then I was just a whole different world <laughs> um and then sort of traveling around for that just meeting new people it's it's amazing um it's just a really great way to sort of meet different people from sort of different paths, different walks of life. And, you know, they have like a different way of dancing and interpreting the music and you learn so much from different people as well. It's, it's incredible.
0: (laughs) It It really is. Yeah. I've, I've, I have gotten so much out of the people that I've met through, through that community. Um, they are still my my closest friends and and I've just learned a lot and grown a lot through through that influence so I'm super appreciative
1: yeah yeah that's like yeah it's just one of those things where I felt like I felt like I was really introverted for quite a while and then and then as soon as I found this it was like that part of me was still there but it because you're, you're, moving, you're communicating with your body, right? So it's like, right. a lot of the time when you go to festivals and it's just like, you introduce yourself to people, but you're not really having a full blown conversation with them, you know, it's just, it's a space where you can ask people to dance and then just dance and listen to the music. Right. And it's like, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a completely different environment. Um, but it was definitely a confidence booster. <laughs> um definitely what? It's definitely it was definitely a confidence booster for me. Like I felt like I Cool. Yeah. That's just it will be amazing to get back to that at some point, but we can be hopeful, right?
0: (laughs) It's a matter of time. Um, I don't know how how much time, but but yeah, I'm hopeful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess like that's all we have. Like we can hold on to that hope. Why not? Yeah. yeah I I think so yeah well thank you so much for talking to me on this episode this has been a very very interesting conversation (laughs) no worries
0: thanks for for introducing your podcast with with a song of mine that was that was pretty special
1: (laughs) thank you for letting me use it I um I pleasure yeah I just I just decided to just use it for all of them I just I don't know just it was just a perfect fit (laughs) well I hope to have you on on future episodes but yeah it's been an amazing conversation thank you so much Joshua thanks Nevada thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of time trender follow me at time trender on facebook and at Time Trender Podcasts on Instagram, where I'll be posting, interacting with you, and informing you guys about upcoming podcast episodes. I'm so grateful for all the love and so blessed to be embarking on this very rewarding path. I'm your host, Namada, and I hope you can all tune in to the next episode. Have a wonderful week, sending you all lots of love. Thanks for listening.
0: Where's that northern star? Begin high. I found yesterday, yesterday. Where's that northern star? Begin high. I found yesterday, yesterday.